Welcome to the Young Artists Podcast, when young artists take center stage. I'm your host, Natalia, and this is the place where we dive deep into the minds and works of emerging artists, exploring their unique perspectives and creative journeys. Enjoy! Welcome to another exciting episode of the Young Artists Podcast. I'm thrilled to have a remarkable guest with us today, someone who is at the intersection of fashion and art and whose creative styling has left a lasting impact in the industry. Please join me in an extending a warm welcome to Cecilia, a talented fashion stylist. Hi! <laughs> it's great to have you here. Could you explain what does fashion stylist actually mean? Because I know knowing you is not that simple, just putting clothes on people, like there is so much more to it. Yes, uh, I would say it's a bit different than most people would think about styling. It's also uh, somehow connected to production. So it's a, a lot of like logistic things. So apart from creative, like making mood boards and everything like that, you also need to have in mind that you're organizing the like deliveries and everything mm -hmm. that needs to be on the day on set. It's super complex, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's very complex. And also, I think you need to be up to date with art on a daily basis, that's for, that's for sure. And also, in general, like what is going on in Words, I guess. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. When you come up with the idea for a photo shoot and create a mood board, how does this process look like? So I would say it it's very like it depends on the project, that's for sure, but usually you need some references. So ideally it's not from like Pinterest or something like that, mm -hmm. because then your project might look similar to someone else. Okay. But I think it's the best um, just to look around you to check like even like streets, you know, or like art gallery, something like that to find some inspirations and everything. And then you can think how to you can connect that to fashion world, right? To translate mm -hmm. some messages maybe through clothes. Okay. Yeah. You also have background in history of art. Do you feel like art inspires your um, styling? That's for sure. I mean, I'm trying always to incorporate some like history or, for example, I love looking to my roots, so mm -hmm. to Polish culture and to somehow check like what, for example, is missing or like what topic needs more attention and then you can translate that into fashion. So I remember you were doing a very exciting project about where your great grandmother was from. Oh, yeah. Could you tell a little bit more about that? Yes, yeah, so I discovered by like by coincidence actually in like the old photo album, like the family one, that my great grandmother was from like the small community of uh, from like central Poland. So basically there were like I think 12 I think so. I, mm -hmm. I don't remember quite clearly, but 12 like villages and they had like the, their own culture. So they were dressing in a different way than everyone else around. It was somehow connected to like tradition, religion, of course. So I wanted to give them like a voice mm -hmm. because even in Poland, it's not really like known the place. 
No one heard about them. What's the name of the place? It's Biskupizna. Okay. So it's very Polish, <laughs> I think. But yeah, I think it, it's important to give the voice to like smaller communities or like, you know. And what did you discover in terms of fashion? Oh, it's like the, the whole thing is about like craftsmanship and also like the community. So all women, because it's mostly fashion for women. It mm -hmm. was like very special. They wear those like headpieces made of like different laces and everything. It's amazing. They were like super big, right? Yes, yes. Literally big. Um, so they were spending, for example, like evenings together and they were doing all those together as a community. So I think it's very like bonding as well. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, so I was very impressed by like how women can create the whole culture. Mm -hmm. So do you think your uh, projects also have to do a little bit with like feminism and empowering women? I mean, yes, I, I'm trying to find something like that, that's for sure. And also like different traditions, I love that. Do you style, who do you style more often, women or men? Oh, women mostly. It's always women. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why actually, but yeah. Oh, you have been styling men recently. Oh yeah, that's true. It's like, well, it was assisting, but yeah. So uh, please speak about this project. It's like the most amazing thing that I've heard of recently. Yes. So yeah, but it's very important to mention that it was like assisting, not mm -hmm. styling, but still I was part of the team. Who were you assisting? So I was assisting Arabella Boys. She's a um, British stylist with Polish roots, which mm -hmm. is amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, and she's a celebrity stylist and she's mostly like doing different shoots for magazines and we were styling Dave Stewart with uh, Joss Stone. They were That's doing like amazing. a collaboration and that was a shoot for Hello magazine. So he made the song Sweet Dreams? Sweet Dreams. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he actually wrote that song. He wrote that. Yeah, it's amazing. And also he was wow. like playing guitar and singing on set. I can't was... imagine meeting this sort of person. <laughs> such a once in a lifetime experience, that's for sure. How was how was it to work with such a powerful personality and such famous person? I mean, his energy is amazing. It's such an inspiration and also you can feel that it's like true artist energy kind mm -hmm. of. Maybe hard to describe, but even like when he entered the room, everyone was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? I just can even, imagine. Yeah, just his so person. How did you help to choose clothes for him? What was the um, criteria? Oh, so he was quite strict about his fashion choices. He's mm -hmm. very like dedicated to just one brand. So he's like, yeah, I'm just wearing blah or something like okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a rock star. Yeah, I can just play with a scarf or something like that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it was quite different because he's very like dedicated to his own style, as I said, so. So I guess it's a little bit different when you make your own project. That's like realizing your own idea and where you style a person who is like commissioning. Oh, yeah, that's the styling. Sure. And also there's always like, you know, there's a client, client who is like kind of um, the main thing. Mm -hmm. you know? whole project right yeah and then for example if it's a celebrity you need to think about that person as well and I mean for a model for example you can put everything 
mm-hmm. like on a model and yeah kind of she needs to be happy or something like that right yeah i see but with celebrity you need to also think about like his own or like her own choices or what that person wants to represent something like that right so so it's a bit tricky. how do you actually ensure that the personality of the person can shine through the clothes so actually we are doing a lot of research beforehand mm-hmm. so it's always like even scrolling scrolling on instagram or something like that just to check like what that person was wearing before like and you can see if someone is feeling confident in their own clothes that's for sure mm-hmm. so lots of research yeah. all the time yes so and how do you control like the balance between the trends like what's on with fa- in fashion and what is like your artistic vision and the artistic vision of the client i guess this might yeah. be tricky <laughs> it's quite tricky but i think for me personally i'm not really like trying to follow trends all the time mm-hmm. i think i think it's better to just follow your own aesthetic and you know style mm-hmm. um yeah i think that makes you you kind yeah. of you can take some inspiration from trends or something but like fashion is so fast it's changing all the time so i guess it's better to stay by yourself and then maybe just take some bits yeah it's interesting because by by this you can also like you don't really follow the fast fashion yeah. i think it's supporting I mean, I yeah yeah <laughs> i know it's follow, difficult yeah. but like it's maybe an attempt to follow the slow fashion trend a little bit more yes that's for sure Coming back to the project that you did by yourself from the very beginning to the end, uh, could you elaborate on one that was particularly interesting for you to work on? Yes, so uh, some time ago I did this project with uh, Missy Bakiri. Um, Is it the one known from the Real Housewives of Yes, that's the one. Uh, She's lovely, she's so kind, and we did that project which was kind of inspired by like Victorian influences. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to also incorporate that into like a beauty photo shoot. So we tried to, you know, connect both worlds like Mm -hmm. into one. Beauty and fashion. Yes, because of course it's a bit different to shoot beauty than fashion. How is it different? I mean, with everything, like even um, if you want to put the work of that into your portfolio you need to you know focus on different like aspects then you need to have more close-ups or something like that so that was the first project of like beauty editorial for me which was actually yeah it was exciting something different you know so how did the victorian era influence this project in what way um mostly in in clothes um it was, first of all, on a mood board, I think, we decided that we want to take some silhouettes from Victorian era, like collars or like corsets, something like that, and then connect that with a very like clean beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a trend, like a clean beauty trend, yeah. and yeah, create something different. So what was Missy wearing? She was wearing this... Um, London-based brand, um, they are specializing in leather, actually. It's called Pridge, mm-hmm. and they are doing amazing stuff. Um, so yeah, everything is handmade, 
That's amazing. I love, you know, finding um, like even smaller brands just to give them a voice as well and to you know, That's show super them. Cool. Yeah. So if it was like a beauty photo shoot as well, did you also play with jewelry, something around the face or like yes, hair? How yes. does it look you like? always need to think about that. And usually if the idea of the photo shoot comes from a stylist, you need to also think about like the whole makeup section and hair as well. So you're preparing some mood boards for the beauty team as well. Oh, wow. So how many people are on the shoot? It very depends, but it can be a big team, actually. Like, you know, on some photo shoots, it's like 20 people or something mm. like that. So yeah. who do you need? So you need a um, photographer, of course, mm -hmm. right? Usually they need assistant as well. Someone to do like lighting or like um, even like the whole production, right? And there you need assistants as well. Then the stylist and assistant as well, right? Mm -hmm. And then the beauty team, it can be you know, like a lot of people. <laughs> so beauty would be like makeup and hair or something yes. else as well? Usually it's makeup and hair. Sometimes there is also like a nail artist or like a tailor on set as well. Oh, If wow. you need something to adjust very quickly. Crazy. As... Is it very often that when you like get clothes for models, they need like a lot of adjustments? It depends because sometimes um, if it's a bigger project, you can do fitting beforehand, right? So mm -hmm. then you you know, you are doing all adjustment before the photo shoot, so you are kind of saving time then okay. on set. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's like a pre-booked meeting, right? Yes, yes. But it's quite funny because usually, especially if it's like a still photos, you can see everything looks so perfect and everything. And then if the model would turn around, it's basically just spins <laughs> really? everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. Everyone is different, right? Even yeah, in sample, sample sales, like sample sizes, sorry. Uh, you know, everyone is different, different silhouettes and everything. So we need to adjust that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you choose a model? I feel like the face is very important for the outcome of your work and your idea. That's for sure. So actually with that, it depends because sometimes there is also, I forgot to mention, it's quite important. Um, like people who are doing casting, right? Mm -hmm. So there is, if it's a bigger project, then there is a person who just, they are just choosing, you know, faces for that. Because if it's like a campaign or something like that, it's very important to also have a diversion, you know, mm -hmm. like different type of, I don't know, like looks and everything, it depends yeah. on the project. I feel like you are doing it very well. I remember you Thank did you. one project <laughs> with like an elderly lady and yes. it's so inspiring to see such inclusion in the world of fashion that's super, you know, like unfair. Yes, that's true. I hope that fashion would change into that, you know, in a few ages. I mean, it's changing, but I think sometimes it's quite slowly. Mm -hmm. You can see there are like some places that need that change for sure. But now there are even like um, model agencies that are only specializing like in older people, mm -hmm. which is great, right? Yeah, they that's have voice super small, nice. Yeah. Of course, because like older people also want, like fashion, they want to exactly. you know, experiment, they want to wear something fancy. Exactly, Why not? and they are <clears throat> beautiful as well. So yeah, yeah. everybody needs to so be included. So are there any artists or stylists that particularly inspire your work or like fashion designers that you like to uh, I mean, look at? I mean, literally like so many. I love like taking different bits from kind of everyone because, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can put it into like your own inspirations. 
but I would say in terms of like designers, I love Anne de Melamister, mm -hmm. which is my favorite. Of course, I love Alexander McQueen as well. Yeah. So can you uh, elaborate on Anne? What design does she make that really inspire you? Yes. So because she's from Antwerp uh, originally, and um, she's taking like inspiration from um, man's fashion. Like so, she's playing with masculinity in woman's fashion, for mm -hmm. example, and in the other way as well. It's amazing. She's so good with like silhouettes and everything. Yeah, I'm quite sad because like she's not designing anymore. What is she doing now? I think she's doing like a pottery or something like that. Like, <laughs> like ceramics? Yeah, ceramics. I mean, on the other hand, it proves the point that she's really good in, with silhouettes. Oh yes, of course, of course. Like but her designs were amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like fashion world is missing, kind of. So did she say she's never going to come back or there's still like a little hope? <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea because this fashion house, they're changing fashion creatives now mm -hmm. every single year. So we can okay. see that something is not right, yeah. probably, right? Yeah, I understand. And what about fashion shows? Do you go to fashion shows from time to time? And yes. what's your view on them? So the last fashion week in London, I've been to Moa Lola, mm -hmm. which was quite an event. It yeah, was, it was very loud. Like yes. every, everybody was so loud about it. Yes, exactly. Because it was very impactful and also the clothes that were on a runway, you know, the selection was quite brave as well. They used like different flags com like combined together mm -hmm. of like countries that I think they had like some political, I don't know, issues or something. Mm -hmm. So that was very like brave and unusual, that's for sure. But it was amazing. So was do you amazing. think fashion can be like a political manifesto? That's for sure. Yeah. That one was? It was, yeah. And also, I think it should be like fashion should, you know, stand for something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I heard that on that uh, fashion show, Kanye came with his wife. Oh, right? yeah. Did you see them? Yes, I saw them. They were sitting in the first row. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just next to the designer, so you remember, yeah. That's interesting. And who is behind the Moa Lola right now? Um, so it's like the designer herself, Moa Lola. Okay. And um, as I know, Kenny, or like, yeah, now, I think, he's um, kind of, I don't know, like investing, something like that. He's supporting her. Okay. That's why I think they were there. Cool. Yeah. So that's interesting. Isn't yeah, it? it's quite really fresh. Also, she graduated from UAL as well. Really? Yeah. Recently or? I guess a few years ago from okay. CSM. Yeah. Do you feel like this was the event that inspired your work recently? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Because also everything was so nicely put together, even the location. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it was huge, literally. It was like a, this very big building full of people it felt more like a party kind of in a way so it was a big inspiration also the um, music which was playing during the show was great it was very like it was such a mix but it was like a techno something so the whole vibe uh, was changing all the time mm -hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> so how do you handle being at like such big events and meeting so many celebrities and uh, famous people? Do you find that intimidating or do you like, do you talk to them? I mean, I, f 
I think it depends, you know, because if you are working in fashion, in the end, even though it's, for example, like a big room full of people, the industry is quite small. So mm -hmm. you usually find some friends already okay. there because in the end, most people know each other. So it's like, you know, of course, it's like, not work. like, yeah, exactly. Like some celebrities are there sometimes as well, but, you know, I think it's quite natural because yeah. it's like, um, you know, small room kind of i see and i remember you were assisting with paris jackson's looks yes uh how did this process look like um so she has very specific style right yes yeah. yes that's true and also she stands for like some um like her values very strongly as well what is it i think she's um also like fighting for the diversity like um rights and everything something like that so um, selection for her needs to be more like, I think, natural, kind of like hippie inspired in some She's way. She's very spiritual, right? Yes, exactly. So her taste is very specific. So we need to follow that. So the research was extensive as well. But to be honest for me, that's mostly like my favorite part. I love just like researching research. the bits. But with her, with its... Um, Actually, a lot of different projects. We did some like red carpets look, and then we did like Vogue cover for Vogue Hong Kong. So, yeah. Wow. How did this collaboration with Vogue look like? Um, How do you even approach Vogue? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very uh, funny because from the outside, it looks like. Um, you can do whatever you want, kind of, but they are actually quite strict because, of course, it's like a, it's more like a business, no? They have mm -hmm. like advertisement and everything like that. So you need to strictly follow like what, what brand you need to, you know, use or something like that. So mm -hmm. your creative path is like kind of very know, limited, yeah, very limited. But yeah, still, it's a good publication. You know? Yeah, of course. And who was the stylist that you were assisting? At oh, that? yeah, it was Daniel Brown. Okay, yeah. what other projects did you do with him? He's quite famous and famous in yes. the fashion world. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, he's quite big in LA, especially because he's um, based there. So he's mostly working in America. But uh, we also did this video, a music video with Riley, mm -hmm. um, which was, yeah, it was very funny. Like we were working in this huge, like, I don't know, like a loft space kind mm -hmm. of with trucks inside it was crazy wow. and we we're doing some bits that then were edited in like some programs to look like i don't know like aliens or something like that it was really like, yeah but it was so amazing. like a lot of green screens yes yes it it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean i loved it yeah but um so how does it look like working with green screen i've never done it so it's super exciting oh to yeah it, actually it was so funny because apparently for example like with fingers you need to tape them so you can only have like something like that you know because mm. like for the alien look yeah or? for alien because yeah. i guess you are quite limited so it needs to be perfect you know okay and also i remember they wanted to do like some eyes so the guy who was like that was a dancer uh, who was like Alan in the end um, he had like this huge mirror placed on his head so as you can change the mirror later in a you know some editing into eyes so you have reflection of like someone 
he's a m music star, right? Riley. Yes, yes. So why was the theme like aliens? Um, I think that was his own idea. He wanted to express some like inner, you know, words, something like that. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. What type of personal. clothes do you choose? Uh, we chose that um, it was like a denim set just to very like match the whole, you know, vibe because we were building, I mean, not we, but like the people who are doing set, they were building the whole set inside as well. So it needed like to be literally building it. Yes. Yes. So everything needed to match the whole idea. Wow. What were the elements of the set that they built? Oh, literally they were doing even like a what was that like a parking space something like that so they were throwing like away some like small stones even to put like a grass or something like that it's very precise like, i can't imagine the effort to yes, make exactly. such thing just for like a few seconds right in the end in the video was it like only um music video for youtube or was it like also shorts like tiktok and... i think it was just youtube yeah. okay have you ever assisted with like short videos that like you put so much effort and it's just like five seconds or Actually, 20 seconds really. TikTok? No, no, I haven't. I'm not like in a social media, I think, path that much, mm -hmm. yeah. But that so, seems quite interesting as well. If you do photo shoots, do you often like do a lot of background filming and like backstage and... So I think it depends because sometimes you need to have that like content later to have like I don't know more exposure or something like that but if it's like um, campaign for example like um, some time ago we did this with Arabella the stylist that I work with mostly um, we did that like campaign for um, Olivia Burton like watches so mm -hmm. you can't actually film almost anything because, like, of course, it's kind of secret till oh. it's out, you know? Okay. Yeah. So they're quite strict. Even sometimes when you get, like, a call sheet, yeah. it's, like, clearly stated that you can't film anything or, like, no phones. Kind really? Of, yeah. Oh, wow. Is it because, like, they don't want to release, like, the secrets of how they prepare the campaign or it's mostly about the product placement? Maybe both, but I guess it's product in the end, yeah. Okay. And how secretive can be the process of styling? Like, is it like everybody has their own path and like uh, the technique of sourcing things and the contacts and you so. don't share it? Or is it like super open and everybody knows the tricks? Mm, no, I, I think it's quite secretive in the end. I would say from the outside, I guess the whole fashion industry is quite like, you know, hermetic, hermetic, that's for sure. And everyone is minding like their own things that mm. is like, you know, I guess same with like different uh, art pathways or something like that. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, with styling and production, for me, it's sometimes like I don't realize how much work and how many people yes. can stand behind one single picture. Yes. Like you would think that it's easy, you know, but it's super complicated from what you say. Exactly. And also like the whole styling process is just, it's not like just working on set, right? It's um, from Research. the beginning. It's for example, like for one photo shoot, you need like a week of work or something like that. Because you are, you need to source clothes, then you... I mean, beforehand, you, you need to do research, then you need to source clothes, then you need to pull them from like PRs, companies or like mm. designers, organize uh, deliveries, then you need to prep everything for sets. So you're just packing a lot as well. Yeah. And then you can 
think about like creation onset as well right yeah and then you need to return everything so you know what i mean like it's yeah. like so are you quite... one of those stylists like 10 bucks luggage yeah, and... i feel like everyone is like <laughs> everyone that, everybody's yeah. like that yeah even if as i can see if you are like you know on top of your game you still need to carry around like a huge oh like cases God, or something like that yeah it's crazy it's quite funny <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think is the biggest challenge of styling and production you're working with different people all the time, right? So you need to be good with people, that's for sure. And also um, be very like precise and you need to pay like out of attention to details because it's all about details in mm -hmm. the end. Um, yeah, and also you need to be very responsible because you are carrying around like so many different things that even like, you know, they're not your, so, yeah. you know, there's so many, different, yes, so many different factors and also you need to, yeah, just so many different things, mm. you know, like even emails or something like that, you just need to be very like, um, what's the most important thing for now, something like that. Prioritizing. Prioritizing, sorry. <laughs> It sounds very stressful. Yeah, it can be sometimes, but it's worth it, you know. Cecilia, any exciting upcoming projects? Yes, so now I want to actually go into like my own projects and I want to start doing like more, you know, my personal things. Mm -hmm. So I already have some ideas and yeah, but I guess you can see that in the future. Like, can you share a little bit, like what's gonna, mm -hmm. what it's gonna be inspired with? So I want to create something a bit bigger, like from, like from the beginning. You know, I have some ideas to take like inspiration, very like from history and history of art, kind of. So it's like, uh, do you, do you think your family traditional tradition or like? your family tree can reach that far to like connect it with your roots? I mean, it's a bit far, but yeah, it's a bit far, especially I think in Poland, it's not so easy to track that, you know, yeah, because of the whole thing, like Poland history. Mm -hmm. But I would love to take some inspiration from my family's past. That's for sure. Cool, that's super exciting. Yeah. We will be looking forward yeah. to see. Yeah. <laughs> so the last question for today, can you share your advice for young artists or for young stylists maybe? Yes, yeah, so I would say the most important thing is not to fear and just to put yourself out there, you know, to email as many people as possible. I guess at the beginning it, it can be like, I don't know, like even 80 emails or something like that, just to say like, I would love to be an intern or like assistant, something like that on set. And then by, you know, like after a few photo shoots, I think you can like somehow try to break into that, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you're like reliable person, then they will contact you again, I guess. And you can try to build like a good relation with stylists that are already working and yeah, from assisting, I think that's a good way to start. Interesting. I've heard this advice uh, before that assisting in actually any uh, industry is a good, good way to start. Yes, I think it's the best way. You can 
see from the inside how it looks and actually maybe it's even better to from there to decide if it's for you because mm. for example styling is it looks way different from the outside and it's in the inside right so yeah I think that's a must. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for that. Thank you and for having me. <laughs> thank you for amazing conversation. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the Young Artists Podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, for our listeners, stay tuned for more inspiring episodes. And don't forget to follow us for the latest updates. And don't forget to follow Cecilia on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on <laughs> at Cecilia Svetlik. Yes. We'll link her in our Instagram. And thank you for joining today thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us on the young artists podcast don't forget to stay connected with us on instagram and linkedin follow us at young artist podcast for behind the scenes glimpses updates and even more artistic inspiration your support fuels our creativity